0: Hi, I'm Mark Wasserman. Welcome to the very first episode of the SkaBoon podcast, which is the audio companion to my forthcoming book, SkaBoom, an American Ska and Reggae Oral History. So why another podcast? That's a very good question. While the book is in production, I really like the idea of sharing some of the stories and fantastic music featured in its 19 chapters. I did interviews with a few hundred musicians, band managers, booking agents, DJs, and fans, So there are a lot of great stories and anecdotes that together help tell the origin story of American Scott and Reggae. I think it's important that they get heard. It's one thing to read these stories on the pages of my book, and I do hope you will buy and read it, but it's another to hear those stories brought to life by the voices of the people who live them. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you love these bands as much as I do, you've seen them play live, you own their records and CDs, maybe a couple of their t-shirts, and it's very possible that their music may be the soundtrack to your life. If so, you're in the right place. I'd like to use this first episode to introduce myself and preview some of the upcoming episodes that I'm working on and people I'll be speaking with. But first, a little bit about me. I helped start Bigger Thomas, the first ska band from New Jersey way back in 1988. So I had a front row seat to watch the growth of American ska. Bigger Thomas ended up releasing four albums over 20 years and we played with nearly every two-tone band we worshipped. I later went on to co-found Rude Boy George, a band that plays ska and reggae versions of 80s New Wave, and then later started Heavens Be, an all-original ska and reggae project that has released two albums. I started writing about ska music on my blog, Marco on the Bass, back in 2008. I was particularly interested in the origins of American ska and reggae, and those posts and that research led me to start writing this book. So how did this all start? On January 1st, 2018, Steve DiLodovico posted on Facebook that his publishing house was looking for first time authors. I PM'd him and told him I'd been thinking about writing a book about American ska. He got back to me within five minutes and said he was interested. It was that simple and I was excited. And that excitement lasted until I actually had to sit down and start to figure out how I was gonna put this book together. I was actually clueless at the beginning about how to even start or organize the book, and I flailed around for a few weeks interviewing a hodgepodge of people. My wife asked me at one point while I was in the middle of all these interviews if I was planning to write a Scott encyclopedia, and she was right. I really had no direction and no idea how I was gonna pull this together, but she suggested I keep it simple, and that bit of advice gave me the clarity I needed to develop a roadmap. And what I decided to do was to tell the story of early American ska um, through an oral history. That seemed like the best way to do it, and an oral history seemed like the best way to ensure that much of this pre-internet musical history was finally told. I picked 18 bands that meant something to me personally, and who I felt deserved respect for being true musical pioneers. Some of them you've heard of, some of them you haven't, but their stories are all important, and the impact and influence these bands Pat on American ska bands like No Doubt, Rancid, The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Mustard Plug, The Suicide Machines, and more is undeniable. So which bands are included? Here's a list of the bands whose origin stories are featured in Ska Boom. Each chapter on each band is like a mini book. I've, I've really spent time being as detailed and thorough as I possibly can trying to speak to the right people. So the book is in this chronological order. The Shakers who were the first American reggae band from Berkeley, California, who got their start in 1973, kick off the chapter. They were signed by David Geffen to Electra Asylum Records and can be considered the first American reggae band, in my opinion. They're followed by the Blue Rhythm Band from Kansas City, Missouri, another reggae band who had the distinction of being invited to being the first American band invited to perform at Reggae Sunsplash, where they made quite an impression. They're followed by the Box Boys, who, in my opinion, are one of the very first American ska bands. They got their start in L.A. in 1978 and had a direct influence on creating a ska and mod scene in L.A. and then in Orange County. The Hooters from Philadelphia are next. Many people don't know about the Hooters' ska background and history, but from 1980 to 82, that's what they were, a ska and reggae band who um, created quite a scene in Philadelphia and in the tri-state area of um, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Uh, Heavy Manners from Chicago got their start in 1980 and are considered the biggest influence on what would later become a very popular ska scene in the Midwest. Then we have The Untouchables from LA who got their start in 1980. There's a direct line from the Box Boys to The Untouchables. Members of The Untouchables actually met on the dance floor, uh, at a show that the box boys were playing at. And, um, that was the, uh, inspiration for them to start their own band. Then we had the Uptones from Berkeley, California, who got their start in 1981. Fascinating story about nine high school friends from Berkeley High, uh, all in their teens who, um, started this band and went on to, um, to take, uh, San Francisco and the Bay Area by storm with their ska jazz sound. Then we have the Toasters from New York City who got their start in 1981 when Rob Hingley arrived here from England ostensibly to manage a comic book store but um, started a band with some fellow employees and uh, helped to give birth to the New York City ska scene. Following the Toasters is Bim Scala Bim who got their start in Boston in 1983 Then there's a string of New York City ska bands um, all in a row here, and the reason for that is because I grew up in the New York City ska scene, and these bands uh, inspired me uh, as a fan to start my own band. But what we have here is the New York Citizens, the Skaflaws, B Brigade, Second Step, and the Boilers, who all, along with the Toasters, were responsible for creating uh, a dynamic, um ska scene in the mid to late 80s in new york centered mostly around CBGBs, but other clubs around the city as well then we move on to gangster fun from detroit Um, such an important band uh in the canon of american ska who in many ways do not get the credit that they deserve because they were playing and touring during a time before the internet when um no one would have known uh, about them and then we go to Skadanks from New York, who uh, I think it can be fair to say are the first American dancehall reggae band um, who were uh, sort of discovered by KRS1 and signed to a major label deal. Uh, then we have Let's Go Bowling from Fresno, California, also another fascinating ska story. Um, They started as a uh, ska band called Kyber Rifles in 1983 and then morphed into Let's Go Bowling. They're followed by Mephistopheles from New York, who um, are considered the first and only American satanic ska band, but actually created a template that I think um, is responsible for the look and sound of much of current American ska. And then the book wraps up with a story about the Ska Tour of 1993, which was the first package Ska Tour that featured the special beat, the Skatelites, uh, the Selector, and the Toasters. I plan to kick off the podcast with an episode uh, all about the year 1985 and why it's so important to American Ska. I'll be joined by uh, guest co-host Stephen Schaefer, who's the author of the recently published Duff Guide to Two-Tone, who has written an essay in my book about three albums released in 1985 that helped kick off an American ska boom. Next up will be an interview with Wayne Lothian, a former bassist with General Public and the English Beat. Before that, Wayne played bass for the special beat on that ska movie tour of 1993. Then Steve Schaefer and I plan to speak with Paul Williams, author of You're Wondering Now, the specials from Conception to Reunion, Paul is an expert on the specials of Two-Tone and lead singer from UK-based band, The Scapones. He will give us some insight into the special's first tour of America in 1980, which was responsible for influencing many of the musicians who started the bands uh, in this book. So there you have it. That's just a preview of what's in store. There's a lot more to come. I hope you'll give The Scaboon Podcast a listen. Thanks very much.